everyone, and welcome to the newest episode of Graveyard Smash. What? what? That's how I, I always talk. No, it's not. <laughs> what? Was that? Hello, everyone. He was like a cartoon DJ. What? No. <laughs> I was just trying to bring a little enthusiasm. Yes, you are. No, that was great. Keep going. Hey, okay. We will be doing Friday the 13th. Uh, if some of you think this is the movie with Chris Tucker and Ice Cube, you're wrong. You got knocked the fuck out, man! Just so you know. <laughs> and War of the Kids movies rated R for... Really came out in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm Danny O'Dwyer, Professor Werewolf on Twitter. I'm Elise O'Dwyer, and we have a special returning guest who's going to introduce herself. Janine Clinton. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, really... hey, hey, are you related to Bill Clinton? <laughs> she is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad we got that out of the way. Now I'm drinking a special cocktail. It's called the Friday the 13th. It is uh, roughly a finger of scotch. It's not really a special cocktail. I just thought it'd be fun, like a new segment where I'm like, oh, I made this special cocktail, but I... <laughs> I did this yeah, you week. You kind of fell asleep at the switch on that. Well, no, one. I was like, it will be a good segment if I come up with new cocktails every week. What would it be in a Friday the Thirteenth? Uh, it'd probably be like a Bloody Mary, but there'd be like like a hockey mask in it, maybe. Yeah, mm. maybe a hockey mask garnish. They never reveal what uh, Mrs. Voorhees' first name is. Let's say it would be yeah, Bloody Pamela. Pamela. Oh, Bloody yeah. Pamela. Bloody yeah. Pamela. Yeah. Now, also, um, okay, uh, we will be giving away the end of this movie and a lot of other spoilers. So if you've not seen the movie, please do so. I don't think it's really essential this time around, but, no. you know, it'd be better for you, probably. But yeah, if, you, if you're like, oh, God, I've never gotten around to watching this movie that's, you know, 36 years old. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> then, you know, that would be a good time to do it. And get on it, because three words, Kevin, Bacon... Dong. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, people. So, the movie begins in 1958 on Friday the 13th. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. There's a bunch of uh, teenagers, uh, counselors in a camp. They're all singing some songs with kind of religious overtones. Or something. It's like, a Rah. Christian sing along. The word yeah. hallelujah is said. Yeah, several definitely times. a hallelujah yeah. in there, too. Yes. But then two people, and the chick play the guitar, this other dude, they're like, hey, let's sneak off and go to the boat zone. This is why when I have kids, like, Christian sing-alongs are going to be strictly forbidden. <laughs> we all know what Christian sing-alongs leads to. Right, but we will have a prayer Heavy closet, petting. like in the movie Carrie. Right. Where we lock our children. It's yes. like, you have to pray in here. For... Well, we'll get to Carrie ripoffs in a second. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so they're they're going up to Bone, but before they get a chance, th- this uh, this woman shows up and they start playing some. You some... think they were going to Bone? That's a good point because, what like, do you think they were just messing around, as they said. That, they did say that kid seemed like a liar, but she seemed like a tease. Yeah, <laughs> she had her shirt open. He was definitely getting a little boob squeeze. You know? <laughs> I imagine he was at least going to get a handy. No, I think he was getting at blue balls. No. Yeah. No, that chick was a hoe, dude. No, dude. She was a total I, I You know what? She was a she was a press. I agree with Elise. No, no, no. There Couldn't get no her one. hands dirty. She was like that time I Yeah, she would think that, but like, oh, man. That no. was not <laughs> happening. No. It was not that guy's night. That <laughs> girl was. had way too much self-esteem. <laughs> Whoa. 
you know, like girls, it can be very empowering to like give some teenage guy a hand. <laughs> it's like about it's a lot of feminist themes in this movie. Yes, <laughs> no, um, not really. Okay, <laughs> uh, they start playing some psycho ripoff music, like from the uh, soundtrack of the film Psycho. By Alfred uh, Hitchcock. Kind of a Jaws. Theme yeah, kind as of well. Jaws. Yeah. yeah, which is really an Anton Dvorak, <laughs> right? Which yes, off. very directly ripped off <laughs> yeah, from that you, piece. Yes, and you hear kind of the oh. same kind of thing in uh, Reanimator. Oh, Another movie we just well, did. that's overtly. That's that's a take on the psycho right. thing. Well, I will be playing these back to back here, so okay. we'll, we'll get to hear <laughs> little. But you, know. you, you do get the iconic at this point that, which is which is maybe one of the more original. Fi- there are original things in this movie. There are actually like say, there's actually, quite a few things that have held up well, too. It's actually it's we'll kind of get into this whole thing like. I was actually, like, watching it with a more critical eye, like, I'll just say it right now, like, I was surprised how well this movie shot. Like, a yes. lot of the scenes are actually, like, really well, like... I agree. Sh- like, they're pretty. Like, it's mm-hmm. very atmospheric. Um, we'll get into some of the things that don't work and stuff, too. Like, yeah. But it's definitely, like, for being a movie that's just, like, generally categorized as, like, a Halloween ripoff, and people just kind of, in general, shit out of the Friday the 13th movies, there's things about this movie that work really well. Well, certainly, it changed... I would say in, in no small part or after. Oh yeah, know. definitely. Like yep. Halloween had this big like catastrophic sort of effect on horror, you know, and like the, the slasher. Right. Friday the Thirteenth is like the template. Yeah. Right. Like Friday the Thirteenth is like kind the specific is kind of trying to cash out on Halloween. Oh, one hundred percent. Right. But it doesn't, like, it's kind of doing its own thing, but people are like, that's something I can really copy. Like, that, I mean, like, it, did, it had this, <laughs> yeah, and it had a lot of, uninte- like, kind of unintended, well, it, it basically took what Halloween did as far as rule setting for slasher films and wrote a Bible, you know? Right, yeah, definitely. But anyway. So, um, yeah, and then we cut to Friday the 13th, present day. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be taking place in 1979. But the actual date it's supposed to happen, there was no Friday the 13th that month in oh. 1979. Interestingly enough, we're recording this uh, podcast on Thursday, the 14th. Yeah. <laughs> the second scariest day. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a girl named Annie. She's hitchhiking. She speaks to dogs, much like myself. Yeah, she has dude. like a full conversation with an unattended dog. It, it's Who also, seems bored with her? Yeah, it's yeah. the kind of thing you'd see in movies from like the late seventies and stuff. And like you know, the, my dad would talk about like when he was like a teenager. Oh yeah, you, you just hitchhike around and stuff. And it's like people don't do that anymore. <laughs> like, he said one time, so one guy got kind of weird and he just like got out of the car at a red light. He's just like okay, Ew. but like that, and that's why people that don't do it anymore. Plans. Yeah. Saw a big, tall, skinny guy, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> we'll make this happen. You get a nice shot of, like, small-town America. Oh, yeah. Like, it's pretty cool. There's still towns that look like that, like, you know, a lot of places. Yeah, yeah, you gotta like, get pretty rural to find places like that, but, uh... And people that know each other, like, everybody seemed to in that, uh, yeah. what was it, the cafe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Enos. And then Amos. we're... Then we're introduced Is to... Is it Enos or Amos? I thought it was Amos. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I didn't write that one down. 
But we are quickly introduced to Ralph, who mentions that there's a death curse in Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, a death curse as opposed to like a sprained ankle curse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Or like a like 24-hour bug curse. <laughs> Ralph is also very... Like, this is a trope... I can't remember an instance of like before this. Like, there's always prophets and doom and stuff, but he's like... The first one I remember showing up in a movie who's like a crazy drunken coot who's like the prophet of doom. Because like that shows up in part two. There's a guy who's exactly the same. Like this guy recurs in part two. There's a guy who's exactly the same in like part eight. And, like all kinds of other slash movies. Like, oh, don't go to that cabin. Right. Like you a pet cemetery. Dream. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't go down that road. Yeah. <laughs> well, when was The Shining made? Because you've got the uh, prophetic... Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers, yeah. yeah. He's more of a magical black man we see in cinema pretty frequently. <laughs> right, yeah, like, the wise old sage yeah, black man, but yeah. the horror movie take on yeah, right. He's even more sage in uh, that segment of the Twilight Zone movie, where it's like they're all like in the nursing home playing Kick the Can. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, he works in that nursing home in uh, One Flew Over, Flew Over the Cuckoo. Yeah, house. dude. Yeah. Wow, crazy house. Yeah. Oh, nursing. Yeah, yeah. crazy house. But also, it. yeah, so Ralph has a girl's bike thought you know interesting maybe it's to maintain his purity he's a religious man after all a lot of religious themes in the yes. 13th movies yeah and perhaps ralph is keeping his you know womanhood intact for you know to stay well pure. ralph is married right he is, yeah, yeah. it comes up later yeah which is maybe one of the more shocking parts of the movie <laughs> yeah right and then it was like i was also like while we were watching this i did a little quick like imdb thing like ralph was the guy who played him was born in austria and like 1912 or like 1919 I'm like well I bet his life is more interesting than anything that happens in this movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Ralph maybe this was the least interesting thing he's done right. yeah. <laughs> fled the Nazis or something and it's like yeah I'm gonna play a drunken coot in a movie in 19 that takes place in 1979 came out in 1980 yeah that uh, that, uh, <laughs> that might describe uh, his accent when he's like it's good. It's like a ghost. He speaks a night ghost boy. Maybe he's from like a, it's ghost, like a thought... ghostly part of Austria. Not like the regular German right. part. Well, part of it too, the way he rides his bike away, it makes, <laughs> <laughs> it makes you think that maybe he showed up to be on a Monty Python movie. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they just like, this will work. And he they just like, the just... same <laughs> We'll just ride around it. He's already ready to yeah, go. He just showed up. He did his part, and they're like, "Yeah, let's just you know, we'll, we'll edit around it, kind of." <laughs> so Annie gets a ride towards uh, Camp Crystal Lake, where she's going to be the cook, and uh, the guy his uh, hole in his hat. And uh, what I describe as like an old fashioned face. You don't see guys with, like he looks like Jackie Gleason, kind of. And it's like you don't just see dudes like that walking around now. Who is this, Amos? Yeah, the guy's going to be a hole in his hat? Yeah, yeah like, like, kind of like my hat at work had for a while, where oh. it eventually cracked from all the crap yeah. that was in it. Well, you know what? I think that really speaks to the consumer nature that has <clears throat> taken over this country in the last, you know, 30-some-odd years, you know? like Yeah, people just, you know, would make fun of some guy yeah. for wearing a hat with a giant hole in it to work. <laughs> you know, you bought one hat, and then, you know, in the, in the golden age of this country, you bought one hat, and you wore that hat for the rest of your life. Life. Yep. You put now it, you just you buy twenty hats and you throw like three of them away yeah, before the year I is own over a lot of because hats. ten of them save on Dutch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I I wrote down that I wish that the rest of this movie was just Amy in captivity with Amos. Like it's like <laughs> it seems like we're setting up this whole camping horror movie, but actually it's like a very real story of this girl's struggle locked in the basement oh, of God. this like, small it, town. You get man. to a point where this guy starts talking politics, and you know they're not cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> just looks at him like he's a, he's the kind of guy that's like nice enough guy, and then you bring up something about what he would call the blacks, and he would he would be like, whoa, no, no. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't have a problem with it. He would, the kind of guy would be like, I'm not racist. I'm like, oh, you're saying racist no, things. I don't think there would be I'm not racist butt comments from this guy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I get I think the sort of genteel yeah. qualify. Like, he seemed, I don't know. Just the impression I got. If we're going to uh, uh, reflect our uh, beliefs about small town people onto Enos <laughs> slash Amos... Well, then we're introduced to yeah, I sort think of we're the... just as judgmental in mm. a way, don't you think? No, and I think that's what the movie wants you to ask yourself yeah. ultimately. Really holding up a mirror this to point. us, you know? Yes. Yeah. So then we're introduced to sort of the gang of counselors, like they're driving it separately from and not hitchhiking. To yeah, camp. Amy, who like probably has no family, right? <laughs> who clearly has no yeah. family. She's the she's the orphan that they purchased. She's. <laughs> She's backpacking through like the like uh, northern upstate New York, you know, like and just because they couldn't ship her in a crate. And, and so, and one of the guys said something about how he's like, oh, I dream all day about kissing women." Yeah, <laughs> I wrote that down. Yeah, that's a great, great line. Yeah, you know, I think he said, "I just sometimes I just think about kissing women." Yeah, dude. You and me both, brother. <laughs> Very identifiable line, you know? Mm-hmm. No, well, this was after they accused him of thinking about only sex. Yeah. And then he uh, said, no, I reel it back sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> it's just kissing. A really kissing. steamy makeout section. <laughs> He's also not a good-looking guy. No. No. And then we, we show up, and uh, homeboy is chopping wood. It's like... Steve? Wh- is that Steve? Steve? Yeah. yeah. Steve, Steve like, is... Uh, or really is, chopping the hell out of that wood. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's kind of muscular, I guess, but they're like, in the movie, they're kind of like, they're like, dude, like, check out Steve. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> he's definitely supposed to be the oldest, like. Well, he's, he's the family. Yeah, he's like he's the, the head owner. counselor. Yeah. And, you know, and he's supposed to be about 30 years old, which mm-hmm. begs the question, like, I guess everyone else is supposed to be a teenager? Right. That's what I was curious about. They never really established how I old put them all Steve at about... was, but I would say 30s, right? Yeah. But they're supposed he... to be counselors, but then you've got this gray area individual, well, Alice? dude, yeah. I would put the median age at, like, 25 for No, them. I thought that they were teenagers. They were teenagers, Well, no, 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 yeah. I'm talking about in real life. In oh, real life. Yeah. yeah. Right, that's what I mean, though. Like, they're supposed to be, like, 17, they 18 years old. They actually look pretty young. A lot of them do. Yeah. Like, a very young Kevin Bacon. Yeah. But, like, they definitely look shade, shade a bit more mid-20s than, like, you know, but movies like Scream to Dead, you know, 20 years later, 30 I years I mean, that's, later. yeah, that's pretty common practice. Right. It's not like some of, like, the direct-to-video movies you get around this time where it's, like, people who are, like, 35. Yeah. It's, like... You are not in high school. <laughs> yeah, these people, these actors, I honestly had put in their early twenties. Yeah. In, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, Alice drew Steve the night before, and he just keeps telling her how talented she is. <laughs> yeah, dude. What's it's going a on real there? Creepy moment. Because she, he's supposed to be. 30, right. And she's supposed to be a teenager. Right. That was the point where I was like, we need to establish how old these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm uncomfortable <laughs> not knowing. It's... Also, um, 
I didn't get a chance to look any of this up, but was Alice played by Mark Hamill? <laughs> um, yes, actually. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought after I recognized his car him. Accident, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, the campers are talking about how the locals, I'll call it Camp Blood, which is, like, easily the least clever nickname ever. <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, the kind of thing I could definitely see people doing. Yeah. Like, people are always clever. Like, look at hockey nicknames. It's like, oh, your name's Patrick Kane. You're Kater. Uh, Amy hops into a Jeep with who's revealed to be the murderer. We don't see the murderer. No. She does have a, a nice conversation with her, though, about how her dream has always been to work with children. Yeah, and you'll do anything for your dream. Her whole life anything, it's been her dream. working at a camp. Hitchhiking with, like, murderers, apparently. <laughs> and she says uh, she doesn't like when people call them kids, because it sounds like little goats. That's called a homonym. <laughs> Two words, different meanings. <laughs> yeah, but I thought the one derived from the other, but in any case. Okay, well. But anyway, she jumps out of the go Jeep. Go ahead and split hairs. All right. Take I, Amy's side. God, I hate to be that guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. We'll edit all this out. <laughs> we'll edit this out. But she jumps out of the Jeep moving pretty quickly. She hurts her knee, so she's like, go through the woods. But she sticks that landing again. Also, it's, she's lucky yeah. she survived that without getting injured majorly. And she makes the decision to bail so much sooner than I ever would have. Because, like, she's like, you missed the turn, and then the murderer is, like, continuing to speed down the road, and given how it's revealed that the murderer is, like, far less threatening-looking than you might have anticipated, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I never would have jumped out of that car. I would think that this moderately attractive local knew some sort of back road. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah, it's, um, definitely. But yeah, she bails, and then she gets, uh, she gets, uh, goes through the woods, and then she gets her throat slashed. Yeah. I like the way she begs for her life. She says, no, no, and then she puts her hand out like she's refusing fresh pepper at a <laughs> yeah. restaurant. No. No. <laughs> That's about how much effort these people put into defending themselves. In Generally, this movie. until yeah. the very end. Yeah, yeah, until the very end. I mean, and the, the part of it is okay. Let's rip the bandaid off. Jason Voorhees is not the killer. This right, movie. it's his mom. Right. Um, but most fans of the genre know this already. It is kind of it and does. If, and if you're a fan of the movie Scream, right? Because Drew Barrymore beefed that at yeah, the beginning of the movie. That little the piece punt, of trivia. They, she has to die because yeah. of it. Though I think they would have killed her even if she got it right. I gotta be perfectly. I frightened. get that feeling, yeah. <laughs> that movie was gonna end with them being like, well, she got it right. <laughs> Guess we'll be on our way. Yeah, but, uh, um, yeah, so she's the killer, which actually, like, kind of get into it more, too, but, like, I think it makes sort of the whodunit work better if you've seen the other movies and you expect Jason to be the killer. Yeah, I think that's true. Because kind of what I... I also... Well, but I like knowing what's going to happen and watching these scenes and imagining this, like, old lady (laughs) unhinged driving the Jeep and this, like, stupid pain in the ass is talking a mile a minute. (laughs) Right, because... Well, and... uh, Yeah, like, because another thing that's, like, a trope of, like, this kind of movie is there's... It doesn't happen until the very end that anyone figures out that people are getting murdered. Right. Because usually they figure out at some point they start trying to fight back. But they have to be, like, so outnumbered. Well, not out-resourced, I guess. Right, because in this movie, they're fighting an old woman. Right. Like, and so it actually makes kind of more sense that she's always... And, yeah. So, um, but back to the, the, the sort of where we are in the plot line. Like, they all decide to go swimming. 
And the one guy, Ned, he pretends he's drowning. You um also don't go don't oh, go oh, no, don't past. go flying past that. Okay. No, you go ahead. Um, the cop shows up to check out what's going on. And interrupts a real racist. Oh, that doesn't happen no, yet because yeah. my my note um, before yeah. that is Beach Boner City. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the water scene does Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sorry. Yeah, I've <laughs> that is easily the most erotic scene. <laughs> we see some very um, early '80s, late '70s swimsuits. My favorite moment here is there's a part where the camera pans up just enough. To get Kevin Bacon's penis <laughs> into frame. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I mean, it's not just if like a lump. It it's is. like you can see a very <laughs> distinct outline. If, if you guys want to see Kevin Bacon's penis, you should really see wild things. Because you see it full on in that. Right. Movie. No, I well, know that. I've it, been wondering about that for a while. How do I get to see it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, well, ever since you saw this movie and you got a little preview, you were like, like I got a taste and I want a meal. Lift the veil. Yeah. Lift the veil. I need to see what it looks like, like, 16 years after this, too. Yeah, right. like. <laughs> you see, like, I mean, you see everything, though, in that Speedo. You really do. If he had a mole on his... <laughs> we would know You would about know it. it. <laughs> so, Ned pretends that he's drowning, and, uh... Annie throws, like, the most half-hearted life preserver in the water. <laughs> he's, like, she's on the dock. He's, like, four feet away. She throws it, like, two That's feet. That's Alex. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh. And uh, so they bring him up, and he was faking it. He just wanted to get a little mouth-to-mouth. And this is a, a second example of Ned's bizarre sexual harassment because creepy moments from Ned earlier he uh I don't remember the one girl's name side ponytail oh side ponytail yeah Brenda yeah and they're on the uh, archery range and he almost shoots an arrow at her but doesn't and that's like insanely close range and to him he thinks that's funny and cute and she accepts it yes I mean this is this is I mean Women. There were movies around this time. There were major blockbusters like *Revenge of the Nerds*, where it's like the protagonists are stealing panties. Yeah. Like this guy pretends that he's her boyfriend and has sex with her because right. they're both dressed as Darth Vader. Like right. it's like this is a movie. It's in the theaters. Yeah. No, it's like women are supposed to like laugh and go along with it, or be like the the kind of unfun, right. yeah, stick in the mud. Up. Ugh, yeah. Gross. <laughs> Not cute, uh, frumpy. Yeah. yeah, like Purity Bush, right. the ice queen right. from um, Screwballs. Was she cute, though? Oh, she was beautiful. Oh, so they turned her by the end, right? No, dude, you have to see Screwballs <laughs> to really get the full... <laughs> get the jokes. I, I, I can sit out on that. <laughs> you, know, you say that, but you don't know what you're missing. The movie is genuinely funny. Okay. These guys try to get some. I'll leave it at that <laughs> for this one. It's not the... It's not the screwball comedy, you know, podcast. It's the Graveyard Smash. We're not talking about that kind of movie right now. So, yeah, she goes to uh, her cabin and there's a snake. Yeah, and what is definitely the most upsetting part of the movie. Right. Um, there's a fake out scare with a snake. Snake, no, 
and the snake is retreating in fear as this like group of rowdy teenagers is are like going after it and this kid comes in and it got set up with a machete it goes under the bed and kevin bacon decides i don't know what kevin bacon (laughs) i didn't bother yeah he's like i'm gonna scare it out he jumps in the bed and the bed falls through the 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 frame frame all right but like just after seeing the outline of his dick and then seeing him act so recklessly. Right. I mean... Yeah, you guys are like a fucking slip and slide. <laughs> but I wish also... the whole movie had been about him. You right. know? But this scene also sets up that there's a machete. Like, it's like we have to yeah. establish that. And if you see a machete in Act 1, it's been going off by Act 3. <laughs> so, um, and then they also establish this cop shows up. who's like the... Okay, sorry. Yes, yeah. I, I pulled the trigger. I just couldn't wait to get to the, the right. super overt racism. <laughs> okay, you say that, but like around this time, like I like like six years later, or so or seven years later, I was in preschool and we did stuff like this. So I it was know. like sit Indian style. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like we did. This that. guy has a headdress on and is dancing around like a maniac. They took the whole Cherokee Nation. And then he's interrupted by a cop. Yeah, it's Ned. This is like... And he's I fashioned mean, his own diaper out of his... And it's like, right! You think Native Americans wear <laughs> diapers? Diaper-like loincloth? <laughs> this is after Wounded Knee. Cherokee people! Cherokee tribe! Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I also wrote down, too, like, uh, Ned has on a fake New York Giants jersey. It's like a fake football jersey. Because the NFL doesn't license their shit oh, for movies, yeah, so it's like yeah. you saw it a lot on like Roseanne. Dan Connor always had a fake Bears jersey on because mm-hmm. it's like the NFL. The only thing they let their license to is that shitty Kevin Bacon draft day movie. Because the NFL is like, this is what people want. <laughs> this is what the fans want—a movie about draft day. <laughs> we will finally give a license to a movie. Uh-huh. Um, so the, the cop shows up. He's a like the squarest cop. He's like dragging that like level. <laughs> Like he's like yeah, know. and uh, he's like, oh, you guys smoking weed and stuff, and then and I then think uh, he said like funny cigarettes or something. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> and then he named a couple of um, what is it, American Gold? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you kids hopped up on roof balls or yeah. something, you know. And then he also establishes Ralph as a red herring. He's like, yeah, crazy Ralph's been. You know, he, he's been out this way. He's been spotted. It's like, ooh, is Crazy Ralph the killer? Mm-hmm. You know, which, like, I it's been so long since I saw this movie for the first time that I can't remember everything in Ralph was the killer, but he's established that way. So yeah. it's, you know, I don't know how effective it is or isn't. Ralph doesn't look especially threatening, but then you see the actual killer in this movie, and it's like, well, I guess it could have been Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> and Ralph, as it turns out, was on the campground. He was hiding out in the pantry. <laughs> Who knows how long? <laughs> Probably had defecated in there. <laughs> uh, do you see? Go there, there'd, the be a whole, oh, man. <laughs> there'd be a whole scene then, because they go to the pantry later, where she'd be like, oh, it smells like shit in here. <laughs> so much fucking crap in here. Oh, God. <laughs> you know. Uh, Ralph, uh, unfortunately, the sanest person in the movie. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Warns them. That they need to get out of there as soon or as possible. Or they're doomed, and he's or been sent doomed. by God. Was he maybe sent by God? He Perhaps. very well may have Like been. we said, there's yeah. um, a lot of so, religious themes in these movies. I don't wonder about... Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? They kill that snake. 
Yeah. Whoa. Right. Whoa. I have to wonder, like, yeah. is this a Twilight written yeah. by yeah, Mormon no, situation? No, no, there's no. This is the horror There's no genre. book of Mormon in here. It's all fucking real Bible. Like, <laughs> not that other one. It's No, the, I mean, like, you know, extreme religion, though. Right. Hidden by. It's yeah. the uh, horror genre's answer to the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. Pretty much, yes. I, I, I was thinking this exact same thing just now. And we get to see uh, Ralph exit on his bike for the second time, right, which I again, enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where he says, you're doomed. You're all doomed. Like a ghost. <laughs> Whoa, dude. I'm wearing a Doom hat. Like the video game Doom from no one cares, 1995. <laughs> no, it ties in with the movie. It's like a weird coincidence. This is... Thursday the 14th, yeah. Doom Hat. Like, it's all adding up, Elise. We should right. we should lock the doors today. So we get what? a sexy scene. Peyton. No, 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 no. Yeah. We get a sexy scene between uh, uh, Kevin Bacon and, what's her name, Marcy? Uh, Marcy. 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 Yeah. Man, that was the last one I did. The yeah, sexy girl Marcy. was Marcy. I don't think that's a mistake. I don't think so either. Yeah, no. I think that the cabin fever Marcy was named for this Marcy. I think perhaps specifically. I think perhaps Eli Roth has seen this film. I think perhaps, yeah. And uh, I think that's possible. Yeah, and also around this time too, Ned, who is the one who like you know very awkwardly hits that girl. Like, think, turns out he's a peeping tom on top of everything. No, he he go, kind of goes off on his own. No, like, he was creeping. He was well. He was watching them like make out a little, and then he got super jealous because he kept he, did. he, yeah. he kept hitting on the side ponytail and like you know awkwardly doing stuff like oh, I'm pretend I'm drowning. Like I felt bad for this guy because I was like you ah. felt bad for this guy. <laughs> I feel like he just didn't know what he was doing, and like you know he just was like putting himself out there too much, making like awkward jokes that no one thought were funny, and like just. Not knowing how to connect with the ladies. He was know? only doing what society has told him to do. Right. Right, you know. Which might include taking advantage of a woman who's passed out. Mm. No, no, disagree. Like, if, okay, if this was like a different movie and Kevin Bacon was that guy, you'd be like, oh, he's so sweet. I hope him and uh, fucking are Meg you, Ryan get are you together. Are that I find Kevin Bacon sexy? Legitimately? No. Well, everyone does. <laughs> so, like, well, it'd be weirder if you didn't. Wait till we get into the next scene, because <laughs> it's about to heat up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they whisk off to their cabin, which is dark. Yeah. And after Ned has wandered and, and seen a figure in a cabin that he's he's gone after, right? Yeah, he he can, That's kind of the thing with this movie that it really establishes in the slash genre: people wandering off by themselves, sometimes with very little pretext. Yeah, and then getting murdered. Yeah, like oh hey, what's going on over there? Like his is like really like. Oh, hey, I better check He's, this cabin out. Well, he sees a person, though. Right. Why well, he walks over to that cabin, I right, don't know. I'd be weirded out if I saw yeah. a person and was like, yeah. what? What the hell's going on? There's some old lady in the cabin. <laughs> like, uh, hey, is someone's mom coming out to visit? Like, <laughs> you she know, must I be the lunch lady. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> she is. She looks very lunch lady. Like, yeah. There's very little meat in these gym mats. I would definitely rally the troops. Like, you know, I'd be like, hey, guys, is someone like... <laughs> You wouldn't go in and investigate? No, no. What would no. you be afraid of happening? Dude, a conversation just, with an older yes. man? Yes! <laughs> Bingo! And I think also true to his character, he would be afraid of the same thing. Yeah. Because like I was a little less awkward around women at his age. 
Yeah, maybe, well, Ned's pretty 18. desperate. Maybe he was hoping for a Mrs. Robinson situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the lady with the borderline beehive hairdo. Yeah. Like, it's very close. It's also right around right here that it starts pouring rain. Yeah. Well, um, uh, KB and uh, Marcy head into a dark cabin. Yeah. And, and start uh, to... Start to uh, Take their clothes off. Yeah, and very systematically some... too. Like, yeah, you've yeah. done this. Yeah, before. it's all. It's all like it's. It's not very like passionate. It's all very tender. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do. Okay, I did kind of like that. Like, um, in a sense, because it's kind of like sometimes when um, you first get sexually active, it's like not very pretty. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> all right. We're having sex now. <laughs> Making probably a weird face, because... These two were seasoned. <laughs> they looked seasoned to me. I don't know. I think it, it I looked think kind of a little awkward. Like, it usually, like, especially for a movie... No, like, it was very systematic, though. Yeah, she took okay, her pants I... off brazenly, like, all right. <laughs> Time to get it on. She also, when she took her pants off, you and saw her a underwear bit was of, white. Yeah, a little bit of butt crack. She nice. had plain white underwear. On. Yeah, she did. Um, we get a few good shots here that I really like. To again, bring it back to like, sort of the director of photography, the cinematography, the directing. Uh, some shots of the storm with the rowboats, like on like they're kind of tethered to the shore, yeah, bouncing up and down. Yeah, nice, um, uh, nice um, B-roll shots of the. Of the well, lake I, and it, stuff. it sets up like a pretty good atmosphere. Yeah, I no, think. I agree. Like much better than other movies. That, it feels like, lived in. It doesn't feel like it's just on sets, you know. Right. Well, this was actually shot at a like a Cub Scout <laughs> or a Boy Scout campground, like an actual summer camp. Hmm. So um, yeah, it starts to really heat up in there oh. with a little bit of Kevin Bacon arm. Oh, one thing I was saying right before... And some loud kissing. Get to that. Um, with, with it actually being a Boy Scout and Cub Scout camp, I guess, like, a lot of the cast members slept in, like, a hotel nearby, but, like, uh, Tom Savini and, like, a lot of the crew, they just stayed in the campground. Yeah. And they only had two VHS tapes. Well, they had, didn't have VHS. They were Betamax tapes, like, on tape. And they had Barbarella, and I can't remember the other movie, and they just watched one... Like they alternated every night because movies were really expensive. They were, back then. yeah, yeah. You couldn't just go like grab a tape from Target. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Weren't they like sixty, seventy bucks? Yeah. Well, no, that was it's VHS. actually it's actually kind of uh, wow. This is actually a great one to talk about. This sound. It's actually kind of why there were video stores. A big part of it was they weren't a sell through medium. They'd sell them for like sixty, eighty dollars, and so you'd go to a place where they spent this money to rent one. And then the other part of that is that, like, so they were so, like, a lot of movies at the time, like, major studios would be like, well, we don't want to put out, you know, some shitty movie that costs, you know, the equivalent of $100 million now, like, you know, on tape. Like, oh, fuck those people. They should go to the theater and see it. And so they put out, like, so it opened up a new, like, that's part of the reason if you go to, like, an old school video store, like, the local ones, they had all these weird-ass horror movies. Yeah. Because there was, it was like, well, we need movies. It's worth it to distribute those. Right. Yeah. And they made movies, it's like, well, if, you know, getting Gone with the Wind $60 on VHS, we could sell, you know, the Slumber Party Massacre for 40 and everyone's going to buy it. And the easiest thing to rip off was Friday the 13th. So you, you make a movie for... This movie costs half a million dollars to make. You make a movie for, you know, a quarter of that or less that's halfway decent. And mm-hmm. you can make 
you know, pretty decent profit direct to video. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that that was why they did that. Was that Sleepaway way. Camp in a direct to video? No, I don't believe the so. I think that went to theaters, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not, don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. I haven't done any research on yeah. that film. So um, back to the kissing scene. Yeah, the They're- loud kissing. <clears throat> The loud kissing in a bottom bunk below a, their dead friend. <laughs> it turns Which they, out. they conveniently don't notice. Right. I like to think that Kevin Bacon noticed him, but didn't say anything. <laughs> I wrote down. He wanted to get it in. I wrote down here, Ned is dead. Huh? Oh. No now, at the other, uh, sort of the other group of counselors. Oh, I did have a couple Kevin oh, Bacon jokes. Yes, so. please. Oh, please go ahead. Everything is better stuffed with bacon. <laughs> <laughs> they get less good. Wrap up that bacon. <laughs> they call me bacon, but I'm the whole hog. <laughs> oh, I got one. If you're going to have sex with Kevin Bacon, you know, you should wear a condom because you don't want to get pregnant with... Kevin Bacon's baby is your 18. That is clever. Not as clever. I just, you know, on the fly, coming up with these. You make sure Kevin Bacon wears a condom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want tape work. Trichinosis. Trichinosis, yeah. Oh. Uh, it's all natural, no nitrates or anything. Um, so, but at the same time, <laughs> you pull Kevin Bacon out of his sleeves and he really starts to sizzle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah, noticed okay. those Kevin Bacon okay. skinny we're, we're getting, we're starting to get, starting to get to college improv group. <laughs> so this is like Kevin Bacon, you know, because it's hot and it sizzles. <laughs> I just jumped on Janine's actually very good jokes. No, I know. I, I made a really bad, bad pun. <laughs> no, no, I... I I it was all good. Okay. All right. So the other counselors, like the one girl side ponytail, is like, "Hey, let's play Monopoly," and, and uh, Brenda. And, Bre- yeah, Brenda's like, "Let's play Monopoly." And You'll like it the way I play. That's what Brenda talks. <laughs> then Alice is like, "I hate Monopoly," which is like kind of we want to talk about seeds I don't like in a movie. Like everyone <laughs> likes Monopoly, at least I do. And then, so that, it turns out they're gonna play strip monopoly. It's a real like, like horny band geek feel. To yeah. It. <laughs> like, like let's play this game where we just take our clothes off in front of each other. I Dan have, looks very sad that you're like not super. Into no, this no, idea. I have I have actually played strip monopoly. Ah! <laughs> I was in high school, and it, yeah, it, it, how uh, many guys were there? <laughs> oh! No, it was mostly girls, but it was like. <laughs> No, but here's the thing. I was the only one, like, I got naked and everyone else was just, like, wearing all their clothes. Like, no one else was, like... So was this a regular game of Monopoly that you, you, no. you like, tried to, like, no, force? No, no, no. this, no. Force it to become a sexualized game? No, somebody else suggested it, and then they put on extra clothes. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, my flip-flops and shorts. Like, yeah, whatever. And I was just naked. Mm-hmm. Yep. It uh, didn't lead to anything sexual. It was just, you know, a lot of people got to see me naked, I guess. <laughs> so, All right, moving on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, at this point, too, it's kind of uh, um, they're smoking weed. They're drinking beers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Alice lives through the end. So it's like, 
kind of worth noting. You know, it's kind of that trope hadn't firmly been established in like the slasher she movies. She has some final girl characteristics, but yes, she is doing some uh, kind of yeah, que- you know, entering some questionable practices here. Yes, definitely smoking marijuana. Yeah. The the real the green killer. She is. She it. stays fully clothed though. She yeah. does. She's yeah. Monopoly game. Only one who lose doesn't lose anything. Yeah. Yeah. Which means she's either like a, a very careful. She's very planner. good at Monopoly. <laughs> she's very good at Monopoly. How to win Monopoly? Buy every property you land on. That's right? part of it. And there's good other, trades. Yeah. There's also uh, another real quick aside. So I read this book about like monopoly strategy one time. I checked out from the library. I'm like, I was like, did you play it before that game of strip? Read it before that game of strip. No, no, this was this was like I was like in college uh, or like after. Like I found so I was in the library. Like yeah, I'll read this. I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then I was talking about it at a party, and I was drunk. So I was like, what does it say in there? And I'm like, oh shit. I like I don't want to tell these people the real strategies. So I'm like uh, always, always buy boardwalk, always buy boardwalk. I'm like, Suckers! Like I was really proud of myself that like I was like pretty ham boned, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna tell them to buy boardwalk all the time. These fucking fools. You want to give us a real insight? Just a absolutely quick... not. Uh. No. Yeah, you have to read the book. <laughs> you have to read the book. Okay, guys, uh, listeners, if Dan ever suggests a game of Strip Monopoly, yeah, you know that I've got. Views. I'm holding all the cards here. It's still a game of chance, but I, I know. So how it was to... after that naked game of Strip Monopoly, you were like, mm, "I better bone up on my Monopoly <laughs> skills in case yeah. I ever find myself in this position yeah. again." Yeah, listeners, uh, buy buy Park Place. That's the real strategy. <laughs> 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 Dorks. <laughs> so right. th- then we cut back, and um, so there, uh, Kevin Bacon and Marcy are having a little post-coital, um, not bliss, but kind of calmly talking to each other, I guess. In which yeah. Kevin Bacon is really pawing at Marcy's breast. Right. Now you guys are wondering why holding onto it with a death yeah. grab. Yeah. And even like more like a dead hand. Yeah. <laughs> He has a good grip on that boob. Like, he's feeling some booby. Yeah, solid, but n- there was no well, you like can, yeah, nothing right. to it. Yeah, you want to see a more aggressive like boob grab from Kevin Bacon? <laughs> I, I would have loved to have seen. Yeah, because you guys were like kind of like, why is the covering her boob? Is it some radius thing? Here's my theory. He wanted to touch her boob. I think that's probably if he accurate. grab was grabbing at it, it'd be really obvious. He just kind of put his hand there, like yeah. And then you know, do you think this will be a real sexy sort of blocking for us, where I just kind of have my hand like on your boob <laughs> after we've had sex? Like, clear this guy is not ejaculated because he would be like, you know, what'd you say? Like, passed out next to her. So telling people about our love life on the podcast. <laughs> not what I was doing. You were. You're implying things. Oh God. Out of that, <laughs> that's horrifying. So then, uh, so Marcy goes off. Kevin Bacon's like, I think I'll smoke a little of the green killer marijuana. Kids, don't smoke weed; it'll kill you. And Kevin Bacon dies. He gets arrowed. She went to go he to the bathroom. Yeah, she goes to the bathroom. Right. What I say? She went to go. Oh, he went to smoke some weed. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, got our listening ears on. I see. Yeah. Well, right when he's smoking it, the blood from Ned starts dripping down on his face. On his face. And he's and like, then, "What the heck, a doodle?" Before he could even 
Finish that thought. Yeah, he gets an arrow right through his neck. Which is pretty gnarly. Well, you have to, it makes you think that Mrs. Voorhees was under there. The whole, the whole time. time. <laughs> Listening to With her face and her everything. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Smiling. Smiling. Like, kill him. See, it, it actually, it makes it less of like a plot hole that they weren't like passionately like making love. Like, you know, like in a movie, like like Terminator where she's riding him and stuff. Like, like they're just kind of going about their business because otherwise she'd be like, okay, I got it. Like, well, I think that would have been a good reason why they completely ignored the dead body on the bunk above that is them. True. So also, is- well, Mrs. Voorhees likes to take on these people when they're isolated. She was waiting for an exit right. before she made right. a Right, because if she, like... Because she's a feeble old woman. They must have caught <laughs> her off guard yeah. going in there to Together. do it. No, I think, her I most think hated a, act. I think she's a real voyeur, though. I think she hates it because it makes her so, like... She she hates it because she likes it. Yeah, I think she was steamed up under, the, under yeah. there. I was reading because the actress who played um, Mrs. Voorhees, like she was actually like pretty well respected and stuff, and uh, like she was very method. She, like she had this whole backstory that like, she created that is not in the movie at all. Like, but she's like she thought that she was ashamed because she like got pregnant in high school and. That's it gave birth to Jason. That oh. she's working at this camp and stuff. So there's this whole backstory that's going on in her mind yeah. that's not in the movie at all. But I thought it was kind of interesting reading interesting. the trivia. Yeah, I can see that. And that's also kind of why she's like so weird about like the sexual stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, because she's a fucking slut, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dirty little slut. Um, I think it'll be real interesting when um, Kevin Bacon is found dead, naked, like naked bottomed underneath the blanket with his. His friend <laughs> in a bunk bed above him. <laughs> yeah, like ooh, gay. <laughs> but um, so you see a really weird night rain effect. Like it's like pretty dark out. It's like I don't know if it was added in post or something. Sort of the sparklingness of the rain. Yeah, it's kind of different. I thought that was kind of cool. I think that might be the lights on it. Maybe, but it was. It, I've well, never seen so it in another movie. See rain at night, right? Which you yeah. Can't otherwise, but I, I, I've like, never seen it in yeah. another movie. I just thought it was kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, nice effect. Yeah. Um, there's also like a really cool like uh, shot where like the with uh, Marcy's like in um, the bathroom where like the door opens, you, know, like, you see the rain outside, yeah. and, like kind of the, the white like the light washing up. Like it's it's part of what I think like people really shit on this movie. Like Cisco Lieber like hated hated yeah. hated this movie. But it's like, there's a reason this movie spawned, like, a whole franchise. Right. Like, it's not great, but, like, there are... The atmosphere of the storm is really yeah. a yeah. cool element. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And and all kind of occurring over one night, for the most part, is very effective. Um, Marcy heads off to the bathroom here to, you know, avoid a UTI. Smart girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Gotta pee that out. Yeah. She does uh, an Elizabeth Taylor impression in the bathroom that is better than Lindsay Lohan's <laughs> A very enjoyable moment. Like, kind of made me sad for when she's murdered a few did seconds you notice, later. Did you notice she had different underwear on than she did before? I did not notice. Mm, I did, because I look at that kind of thing. So what was... What uh, it, the other underwear had like kind of a like it would look looked very granny panty in the back, which both did. Yeah. But the front of the the one she was wearing right before she had sex were kind of like a like a sexier like a, like a like a little floral thing or like a um like a little see through part. Really zoomed in on that, dude. <laughs> come on, man. Like let's not you you. 
it's not. Don't act like I'm exposing you here. Um, I, I'm not the one that was exposed. It's Marcy. Probably she pooped the first pair. Right. <laughs> That's the kind of sex they have. She's like, gotta squeeze one out. Probably get going. Oh, gross. How'd you make me make that joke? But the, uh, the, the killer axes her a question. Doesn't really ask her a question. Just the, I get it. it. Axe in her face. <laughs> the people who get murdered in this movie just kind of wait for it to happen. Yeah, they yeah. just stay back into a corner, like no, <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, no, get, get away. Like, like if someone was trying to tickle me, yeah, like, no, I'd panic. <laughs> like, no, I panic more if someone's trying to. Like, no, get away. Come on, no, come on, no. And they're like, uh, uh. maybe they didn't know they were going to be murdered. Maybe they just thought the old lady was icky. Or like, maybe they're like, oh god, she's gonna like give me a kiss and pitch my cheeks. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, we get back to this uh, game of Monopoly, which we saw a lot of, but I wish they yeah. had maybe just showed the whole game in the movie. Right. That'd be great. A little, yeah. you know, cinema verte. Like we we gotta see yeah. game of Monopoly as it happens. Yeah. Like maybe we like they don't even know who's gonna win when they start playing the scene. Like kind of improv. Right. You know, like just. Really go for it. Like, get um. method. There's also a scene, too, like, right here where um, uh, Steve's in a diner. And, like, we establish again, like, the ladies love Steve. Like, the diner lady's like, oh, Steve. He's got that. Pay. They all want the mustache, right? Yeah. <laughs> your, your curly hair and mustache. She's like, all I need is a night on the town. Yeah, I mean. And Steve starts heading back towards the camp. Yes. And uh, we see that Brenda chickens out of her own game of Monopoly. Yeah, she thinks she left her windows open, or so she claims. Yeah, she just doesn't want to take her. She's down to her. She's down to her panties. Like yeah, she's like, okay, her, I, her I did not anticipate I'd lose this badly. Yeah, because yeah, she read the same book I did. She's like, no, <laughs> these fucking rubes. The dice just kept rolling their way. <laughs> Another funny Monopoly story, very quickly. <laughs> Jumping back in. In a way that's very easy to edit out. <laughs> um, uh, I have a question about the diner. Yes. How long has Steve been sitting at this diner? It seemed like it he seems left because like he had to days. do things. Yeah. Maybe he's just like a fucking asshole like that. Like he's like, yeah, I got a lot of shit to do, guys. So you guys get some work done. He must have sit at the counter at a diner by himself all night with this like old heavy set woman. No, you don't. You don't get a body like stop. You don't get a body like Steve's by sitting in the diner <laughs> eating pie. No, that's the thing. He's I'm just sure it was legitimate. Coffee. Maybe he's just like, yeah, I gotta drink, just pound this coffee down. <laughs> Shit out all the food I ate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. So that kind of bulimic. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, his bill was like $2.15 or some shit. Yeah. Or a night on the town. Two and a quarter. <laughs> Yeah, and that's like even in 1980 money, like that's pretty low. Like, yeah, he probably got more than a coffee, you know. But yeah, still, yeah. So well, he packs up and he leaves. He gets in the jeep, yeah, with the trailer behind it, the one that we had recently seen. Annie and I thought, but apparently there's two identical that, jeeps. Well, yeah, yes. that's what it is. Because I was reading on an IMDb. Red herring. Yeah, it's Red uh, there's herring two jeep. identical jeeps. One, they usually shot with the top on, one with the top off, and that was kind of how they like try to differentiate them a little yeah. bit. But yeah, they're identical. Again, sitting up like, ooh, is Steve the killer? Right. Probably not, because he's in the diner and people just got murdered. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like that's the kind of thing in this movie that is like kind of lazy and like, 
I can see why. Yeah, like they set up certain things and then they like forgot they well, did like, it. I, was, I wrote it down here. Like uh, that's where I wrote down like the whodunit kind of works better if you've seen the other movies. You think it's Jason and the eventual payoff, but like right here, it's like there's not really much of a whodunit. It's like you're you're not really suspecting like oh is it Bill? Is Bill the killer? It's like no, Bill's not the killer. Like yeah. maybe it's Crazy Ralph, but probably not. Like. You know, and like being someone who's not part of the main cast as the killer, it's like, it's kind of not really part of the tropes of the genre, necessarily, oh. but like, um, it's definitely like, doesn't really work as a mystery. Like, that's one of the it's things a, that... It's, I don't think it's trying to be a mystery, I think it's just trying to throw in red herrings, you know, like... Yeah, but I'm, like, but that's kind of the thing with this but movie. But certainly like, lazy, Like, yes. this movie has really good atmosphere, I think, it, it, or pretty good atmosphere, it's shot pretty well. For a, like, but most of the people, as we established, they wander off on the road for some reason, sometimes justified, sometimes not, and then they get murdered. And no one notices. And no one notices. Ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. until the very end. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's actually right this part that Bre- Brenda hears a kid calling for help. She well, Not until after she's settled in with a book. Right. And... <laughs> A long ass night cat. Yeah, running around the camp in her panties. She gets into yeah, her, she her, Mormon the, her Mormon outfit. Her Mormon outfit. She dresses she looks the like way. She's about a, to be sacrificed. No. Yeah, Elise, you say that now, but you wear the same nightgown every night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in our house. So yeah, like, but like, like Brenda does later. I get it wet first. You know, that's like true. I go out and run you in do. the rain so you can see through it. Yeah, yeah a nice moist nightgown. That's yeah. how I like my woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she, uh, this is also not the, the first soaking wet nightgown. It's not the first or even the second movie I think where we hear the fake kid calling out like yeah. it's like, oh, help me because we hear it in Leprechaun and I think there was another movie too. Uh, let the right one in, but that was yeah. a, a real kid. It right? Was just yeah, a, it was a ruse. Yeah, so she ends well, up going out. A real kid vampire, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, so the killer starts messing with the lights and stuff. She goes out to the archery range. Yeah, and then the lights come on. And, you know, we don't see her die on camera, but... Which is a real shame. Yeah. That would be, I would think, very difficult to actually shoot. Yeah. To shoot. (laughs) (laughs) So, Alice and Bill are still alive. They're, you know, they're not playing Monopoly anymore. And uh, they decided to go investigate together, which I thought was, like, a good, smart move. Yeah. They find an axe sleeping in bed. And they're like the, the murderer yeah. had put the axe to the bloody axe to bed, like <laughs> and tucked they were, it in. It's very gingerly yeah. resting. Yes, yeah. its head on the. That's pillow. why I, wrote, like, I thought the axe was sleeping. Like yeah. perhaps the axe is the killer. It's like, <laughs> it's like Fantasia or something. It comes to life and flies around killing people. But no, but it's also like if I find a bloody axe in bed, they they're like they didn't. Their reaction was not big on enough. On par with finding no. a bloody axe. No, they're like. What? <laughs> like that's how people react now when they see something stupid on Facebook. Is yeah, when they saw the axe, right? <laughs> they didn't. T- yeah, they didn't take a selfie with yeah. them. Yeah. So there's like a pretty cool long shot outside, kind of borrowed from um, Black Christmas, I think. But there's like a long yeah. shot outside. Like it's a really that's long what a, shot. That's what it made me think of too when they the scene with the cut phone line, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, but I mean, it's really well done in this because movie. Like, we we have a shot. There are a lot of shots ripped off from Halloween where you're there. It's behind like trees or through windows where it's like we're watching the characters in the movie. Um, 
from kind of afar. So it's probably from the killer's perspective. Right. Which, let's be fair, was also was ripped off originally from Black Christmas. Right, and, yeah. And, like, from, like, you know, um, oh, what's Peeping Tom and stuff like yeah. that, too. But, yeah. 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 I've got to say that the age of this movie really lends itself to the creepy factor, too. Because, like, now we've got the HD and uh, yeah. the blackest blacks and they're all defined. And then this is kind of, like... Now you're really in the rain. Like, your yeah. vision is not yeah. 100%. Yeah, here. that's yeah. true. So you've got a lot of, like, black holes in, yeah. in what yeah, you can see. definitely. And, uh... So well, then, it's revealed that she's cut the phone line on the outside of the building. It's a slow pull right. of the camera. Yeah. like in Black Christmas. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna steal, steal from good stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's what Quentin Tarantino does. Yeah. Like, you know... Um, so then there's a cop giving Steve a ride home, and, uh, the, the cop's sort of more of the more, like, genteel variety, like, very Mayberry, <laughs> yeah. you know, PD, and, uh, he mentions that Crazy Ralph is at home, so it's like, oh, it's not Crazy Ralph. Yeah. I think it's what we're kind of meant to think, but, you know. And then, and again, that's when we find out that Crazy Ralph has a wife, and if you're single at this point watching this movie, <laughs> lonely. yeah. You're like, wow, even Crazy Ralph has a woman who loves him. Or man. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe, yeah. We're trying to be very woke on this podcast. Yeah. So, but then uh, the cop, he's like, hey, well, Steve, this he is... he did say wife, so... Right, but it, it, it could be transgender. Yeah, it could be. That's true. Yeah. She could be transgender. Mm-hmm. So, but then the cop rushes off to an accident, and he's like, Steve, this is as far as I can take you. The storm's kind of let up by now anyway. Dogs. So Steve is given uh, he sees someone he recognizes approaching the camp and he's given the Scatman Crothers treatment. Yeah, it's like, it's like finally Steve has returned. <laughs> and then it's like, oh no, Steve's dead. Yeah. <laughs> With the one of our favorite reaction shots in the movie. <laughs> The all my grind, <laughs> and you don't see where he actually gets hit, but he gives the it was definitely all his my grind. grind. It was definitely his Barney's grind. film had heart, but man getting hit with football, <laughs> man getting hit with the football. <laughs> so uh, the uh, killer shuts the power off again, and so Bill finally this time he's like, you know, I know the last time investigating together it worked out well because we didn't die, but I'm just gonna leave you here, and I'm gonna go check out what this power outage is all about, and. Uh, when we do see Bill again, he's, like, riddled with arrows. Yeah, and he's, his throat's cut. He's all yeah. gored up on the door. Seen kind of reminiscent of Halloween. Like, yes. if I didn't know better, I'd say they saw that movie. Right, first. <laughs> I would have liked to see Bill murdered in that manner. Yeah. Um, again, harder to shoot, I think. Yeah. Right, well, I mean, you had Tom Savini doing the effects, the special effects <laughs> wizard. So, you know, it probably would have been pretty cool. Yeah. But I imagine the budget did not allow that many on-screen deaths. No, especially one that violent. Yeah, and also they were trying to get an R rating, and not a, and back then. Also, kids they didn't have an NC seventeen rating, so movies if they were too violent, you got an X, which meant that you couldn't show it in theaters because it was considered pornography. And they were stricter then too, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, you can see have PG thirteen movies where people get their heads cut off now, like yeah, you know, the yeah. Lord of the Rings movies and stuff. So. So yeah, she sees Bill all chopped up on the door, and she uh, runs into a cabin, 
She piles a ton of shit by the door. She well, first she ties the doorknob to like a like a rack, which is like pretty smart. Yeah, smart move. She, she she piles so much stuff in front of the door, but there's like two windows right next. She's to She's barricading herself behind that door for like a comically long time. Like right. I would have liked like three that stooges scene, long. Time. Yeah, I wish it had gone on for several more minutes, and she started just like hauling sandbags and wheelbarrows. Oh, or would it be so funny if she's piling all this shit there, and then like and just then out she, of frame, she turns around, and it's like and, droopy, like. Yeah. like Hello, bub. <laughs> and it's the killer. But, you know, there's she grabs a bat, which is also smart. And like, a meat fork. Yes. Yeah. Like, it, it's definitely trying to do what Halloween is doing, where it's yeah. like, yeah, we have a kill, like, you know, the girl fights back. Not as well. Like, no. it's not as well done, but it's like, But know. a resourceful final girl. Yeah. 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 And then the, the fucking killer chucks a dead body through the window. Like, she's like, I'm going to shit on your plans. Dude, how fucking strong is well, Mrs. Well, I like how she is. starts off with superhuman powers, but loses them very quickly. <laughs> because her fight with uh, Alice quickly devolves to hair pulling yes. and biting. Maybe, okay, because she must have changed clothes. So maybe wearing a dry sweater is like her kryptonite. Because <laughs> she must have, because she's out in the rain, like murdering people. And then she had she, a real yeah. grandma sweater on later. Mm-hmm. She's like strung people. Uh, she, you know. Yeah, because okay. she's swinging axes. And like we've already given away, but this is right. Miss Voorhees shows up in a jeep, and it, it, she's playing it cool at first. She's like, "Oh, hey, I'm here to save you." And the girl's like, "Is no. there any point that the viewer is meant to not know that this is the murderer?" I think so. Yeah, I, if, if I remember the first time I saw it, she shows up, and I kind of think like, "Oh, this woman's gonna get murdered. Like, she's gonna. Trying this to is gonna be them. her last hope, yeah. and she's gonna get yeah, murdered right." It's in front very of her. much like the uh, supposed to be like. I mean. Going for the same thing, I was like the guy at the truck stop in like the Texas Chainsaw right. Massacre. Like it's like, but then he's a killer too. Right. But in this case, she yeah. is. He start. She starts saying, "Killer, mommy, killer!" Like she she tells the story. Well, it starts with her like saying, "You know, Alice is trying to impress upon her the the, the gravity of, of the situation." Yeah. She's like, Let and me she's see. like, she's like, "Let me see the dead bodies. Yeah. Let me see the dead bodies. Or I will not believe you." And it's so weird because Alice turns and Mrs. Voorhees is. Just Jerking off in front of her. Yeah, but like, she's like, okay, fine. I'll share that advice. Like, we fucking leave. And then, you know, she tells the whole story, and it's kind of what sets up the other movies. Curiously enough, she's like, yeah, my son was like, I worked here in the kitchen. Yeah. And, you know, take the part Alice would have had. Mm. Perhaps it could be a spin off movie with Alice. Amy. Amy. Yeah. Amy, right? Annie. Annie? The kill. What? The girl from the beginning? The, yeah, Annie. The chef. Uh, Annie, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, so she's like, yeah, and my son was out there swimming, and he's not a good swimmer, and these counselors were fucking, yeah. and they didn't see him, and then he died. And then the, a year later, there's well, some counselors. Dan, who, they weren't fucking. They were making, making love. love. They were making love. Well, With and their then pants on well, and their well, shirts she says, on. like, a year later, we saw the... After that, there were some counselors making love, and they died. Like, yeah. It's like, whoa! And that's when we're like, whoa, this lady's lost her spadoinkle. She's right. not going to help us at all. <laughs> yeah. And then she starts saying the line, Kill her, mommy. Kill her. 
<laughs> I do like. I noticed that at this point they did a little bit of a, a setup. I think they could have done a better job with being more dramatic about it. Yeah. But she says that Jason was not a very good. Or Jason should be watched every minute. He was, and then she breaks she, off. She kind of trails off. Yeah. He was not a very good swimmer. Yeah. And she changes her whole demeanor, yeah. and it's like they could have. I feel like they could have expounded on that a, yeah. a little bit more, made that a little bit bigger scene, because then it would have prefaced the 19 other movies. Right. Right. <laughs> so Alice runs off. She grabs a gun, but she can't get the bullets because they're locked up. And then and then Mrs. Voorhees busts in and starts just slapping the fuck out of her. <laughs> and then, this is the most entertaining fight. Backhanded, I mean, open-handed. Back and forth. I mean, it, it's pretty like like she burned her dinner. <laughs> and then and then Alice just gets her right in the pussy. You know? <laughs> just so and she falls away and she makes noise like ah. So many good crying shots. Going <laughs> there like a fight between a teenage girl and like a menopausal woman. <laughs> It could be, it could so be happening good. across so many houses in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a great cunt bunch. <laughs> like so, you kind of don't know what else is going to do to get herself out of this one, and then it's like, bam! Straight to the moon. <laughs> So Alice runs back to the other cabin and she hides in the, the pantry. And it's like, dude, there's a whole woods out there that's dark. And right. you're gonna run back to this you know They were they were aping the closet scene in right. Halloween. And then they're aping the shining scene when she Yeah, here's uh, yeah. yeah, she chops, you know, and she says Here's Johnny. I'm Jack Nicholson. It's like, well, that's a little bit too referential, guys. Like, right. Well, we got it already. Um. And then they, they, they yeah, it's a real joy though to watch this old woman get beat up. <laughs> I like to think that like kids watching this who have had like Sunday school teachers who looked exactly like this woman, dressed exactly like this woman, like got a little joy yeah, yeah, of watching if, her get her ass kicked. If you were a child in the 80s and for some reason you haven't seen this movie, which I find kind of like, come on guy, get on it. Like, this lady definitely looks like an aunt you have. <laughs> or a teacher you had right. when you were in like grammar school. Yeah, she's like, definitely a second grade teacher type. Yeah. Yeah. So then we have a sexy beach struggle. Yeah, dude, I thought this, some of this was pretty, like, okay, we're laughing about it, like, it's a little, but there's some sort of, like, she puts her face in the sand, starts yeah. rubbing her face oh, in Like, that's nasty, dude. She starts, dude. like, smacking her face <laughs> Yeah, like, she comes at her with a machete, and Alice hits her with, like, an oar, and she cuts it in half. And stuff, and then uh, this was all very interestingly choreographed. Yeah. Like, enjoyed, <laughs> well, I it's like it was pretty well done. Like, honestly, like after she gets the ore cut in half, that's where the, Mrs. Voorhees' powers like diminish to nothing. Yeah. Almost nothing. <laughs> Perhaps really that was like her spirit was... war, and we didn't know it before. Like, you know, <laughs> her last she did have of... kind of like a shipping sweater on. You know, she did. Like yeah, a, like yeah, she was a yeah. sweater. Yeah, a longshoreman. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and then. uh so then Alice gets the machete and she cuts her fucking head off. Yeah. And it's that part's awesome. It's so good looking. Especially, it goes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. It goes slow motion. <laughs> and you see her open hands reach up and grasp 
<laughs> like she's Bon Jovi. See, but she's I, headless as her hands are still working. Yeah, I wrote down like, no, like that's what she's saying, but she has no head because it's been cut off. But her head's like, no, my precious head. I need that head to say, kill her, mommy. Kill her. Kill her, mommy. So Alice is like, I'm getting, I'm going to be in a canoe now. I don't want to yeah, be in this she, camp. She paddles away into the sunrise. And then the cops are showing up and you think everything is great. Then Jason pops out of the water and grabs Little her. zombie kid Jason. Yeah. Again, like, it's really hard to believe they made a whole scene. Because it's also, this is a dream, too. It turns right. out she's in a hospital. This is, like, directly lifted from Carrie. Right. This whole sequence. Well, it's a dream, and it isn't a dream. It's like... Right, because they, they said they found her in the lake. Yeah, they don't say, yeah. oh, you were in the canoe, we retrieved your canoe. And she's like, what about the little boy? And he's like... What little boy? Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, so maybe it's not a dream. Fair enough. Right, but it's weird that that's like, they're like, well, what if in the next movie that little boy somehow grows up to be an unkillable monster? (laughs) Like, like, it's really kind of like... Which is funny because it's like, why is he 22 years later a little boy, but then a little bit later a full grown man? Right. Right. No, it's it's very much like, like... I talk about how, like, a lot of times um, with horror movies, it's kind of like, oh, who cares? Like, if you just, if it's cool enough, we just kind of roll with it. But this is a plot point, like, it's more even that I have a, pro- I don't have so much a problem with the plot point as I have a, I can't believe that everyone just bought it. They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like a, a giant, he's like built like a linebacker now and he murders people. Well, no one does math because math is hard. Right. But, like, in the movie before this, he's a little boy. In the movie that takes place, like, a year later, He's a uh, he's he's a football player. Well, I guess you don't ask questions when someone's been living under a, a lake for twenty two years and no, fair enough. Comes enough. up with super interestingly strength. enough, just a point. Interestingly <laughs> enough, the girl who played Alice, she was supposed to appear in like the sequels and like she was supposed to be a like, kind of a the Laurie Strode character from Halloween. Like she was going to keep coming back, but after this movie came out, one of the fans of the movie was, was stalking her. And that's why she's only like she dies in the beginning of part two. Like she's like I I'll just I'll show up and die, but I do not want to be in these yeah. movies anymore because that guy's weird. <laughs> so that is Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Um, do we want to discuss what this movie's about a little bit and its influence before we get into our segment? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, this movie came out in 1980. Yeah. Um, well, it was shot in '79, so Jimmy Carter was president. They're having a party. Jimmy Carter's passed out on the couch. And then uh, it kind of straddles into the Reagan era. Well, 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 yeah. And it kind of kicks off the slasher boom, like Halloween really did. But this is like, like we were kind of already talking about, like the people, like this is what we could copy. Right? They were like, we can just keep recycling this premise. Right? We can yeah. make a movie set in a summer camp, and like some people show up and they get killed. Yeah. By like a guy, you know, like yeah. it wasn't even a template just for slasher films, but for porn enthusiasts everywhere. We'll yeah. also recognize. <laughs> But well, usually, like, kind usually. of the point you were making when we were watching this, Janine, was about how, like, like this is kind of um, the guide from here on out for, like, archetypes in horror movies. Right. And, like, the tone. Like, a general tone, yeah. you know? And well, we touched on some of it, like, throughout the thing. Like, you know, like, the, the, the crazy old man is like, you're doomed. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, you know, this is the, you know, 
it's kind of... Well, and they more overtly uh, suggest that sex and drugs lead to being killed. Right, but you know? not yeah. completely in this yeah. one. You know, like, you know, the, the main girl. But more so than, like... In Halloween, the objective was, okay, these girls are kind of distracted by their lifestyles. Right. But, like, Lori's more, like, introspective and pays attention. Which is what makes Halloween so her. good, because it's like, why is he doing this? We don't fucking know. Yeah, right. But, uh, we have yeah. a lot of motive in this one. <laughs> right. Which is also weird, because the other movies, like, have very little motive. Yeah. Like, it's like Jason kills people. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, he's a murderer, he's a crazy... Okay, but why is he killing these people, specifically? <laughs> like, he's getting that... Yeah, I digress. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think there's a, a message about uh, parents of children with disabilities. Right, well, we don't really establish... <laughs> it's, 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 all, it's only inferenced. Yeah. yeah, we really don't establish that until Freddy versus Jason. That right. He's like, oh, you know, he's a pinhead and everything. But... We see him drowning, though, in her flashbacks, in Mrs. Voorhees' flashbacks. Yeah, we don't and see, like... oh, okay. He has, a, like, a lumpy head and, oh, and stuff. And she does? And, yes, and she starts to say, like, Jason is... D-U-M-B! Well, he should always be watched when he's swimming. And it's like, obviously there was something wrong developmentally with Jason. Yeah, Which it. makes her evil. <laughs> and bad. Yeah. Clearly. Well, yeah... Yeah, I mean... It feels like that's the message this movie's trying to communicate to us. you say so. (laughs) I mean, I was picking up more on, like, the religious aspect of the film. Oh, oh, please, uh, dig into that. You know, just, just, I mean, like, you know, this this crazy old man, he turns out to be a prophet. He's actually a prophet. Yes, that's true. He knows what's happening. It's because he kept himself pure. He didn't ride on, like, a bicycle that he he could break his womanhood on. (laughs) You know? (laughs) All right, so um, anything else about the influence of this movie? Well, like, it really can't be overstated. Like, I mean, this movie, it had, like, eight direct sequels. Yeah. Because there's, you know, up, like, uh, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan's Part 8, Jason Goes to Hell's Part 9, then there's a big break before Freddy vs. Jason, which is a direct sequel to all these movies. Yeah. Oh, Jason X, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... That's ten direct sequels to this movie before yeah. they started rebooting it and stuff. Well, and like I said, this movie is a um, very direct Halloween ripoff in that, like, okay, it's Friday the 13th instead of Halloween. And um, this thing happened a long time ago, and it's perspective, you know, perspective shot of a killer, and, and now it's happening again to, you know, these right. modern-day teens. And, like, a lot, of, a lot of very direct ripoffs. But then what's interesting is... Um, the Friday the 13th sequels are definitely much better movies than the Halloween sequels, right, by right. and large. And yeah. Halloween started to, in its sequels, reference um, the yeah, Friday the 13th all, all movies. Certainly that, different makers, you know, right. by that point. After but. part three, all the Halloween movies were kind of like, let's get on the Michael, or on the Jason Voorhees. Like, yeah, like they... They're they, kind of more ripping off these movies yes. than the other way around. Yeah. It's also interesting, you know, the genesis of this movie, Sean S. Cunningham, the guy who uh, produced it, um, kind of the, the brains behind it, he took out an... He was like, you know what would be a cool name for a movie? Friday the 13th. So he took out an ad, like, selling the movie. Like, hey... And uh, he didn't even have a script for it. And people called him up and they're like, he got him half a million dollars to like make this movie. He took out ads in like uh, the industry papers and they're like, 
yeah, we want to make your movie. We're excited. And like, it's like, okay, well, should I guess best I better get a script together, you know? And then he watched Halloween and took a bunch of notes. <laughs> he watched Black Christmas and, yeah. uh, you know, The Shining. And, yeah. You know. And then he got fucking Tom Savini. Yeah. So, because of his work on Dawn of the Dead. Definitely. Yeah. My favorite movie. Yeah. So let's get into the segments. Yeah. So let's begin. Hottest titties. Okay. Well, I mean... <laughs> I'll let you start, Dan. Marcy takes her top off. Yeah. And she's pretty cute. Mm-hmm. So I say her, but then also... The thing with a lot of the women in this movie, um, very small breasts, actually. Like, almost all of them. Yeah. And that then, was my complaint. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, as we were talking about titties, you know. I thought, too... Uh, it's the a very no- late 70s sort of look. Yeah, and the, you know, I thought thin um, and small boobs. I yeah, thought the really nurse at the very oh, end was also very pretty, like prettier than a lot of the girls. The, in the nurse point. was very pretty. She I did like actually notice that beautiful. as well. Yeah, she looked like Taylor Swift, is what I thought. Yeah, mm, she did have a that. Taylor Swift look about her. Um, I had to give it to Marcy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Marcy also had like a very nice frame. Definitely, you know, very very small frame with like nice wide hips, and she was a very pretty girl. Yeah. I gave it to Sandy, the waitress at the diner, because <laughs> I say go big or go home. <laughs> yes. All right. Now best. put those titties on Marcy's frame. Now have um, uh, best hair. Uh, I said Alice rocking the hair I had at age four. <laughs> Your hair was not that feathered at age four. <laughs> it was the same cut. Yeah, her hair reminded me of um, actually Franny's from Dawn of the Dead. Like it was yeah. super duper feathered, yeah. like very seventies looking. Janine, um, I same as Elise, but I wrote Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> oh Why yeah, not? like in the in the metal scene in the first movie. It's like yeah, that's like the same haircut. My runner-up is of course Pamela Voorhees. <laughs> oh wow, you yeah. see, we disagree here because I put Kevin Bacon's hair because this is like. Very yeah. 1979, 1980 hair. Like, it's yeah. not like the Kevin Bacon mullet you may be familiar with or, like, the flash dance hair. This is, like, early, like, very, very early 80s hair. Like, young, very skinny Kevin Bacon. Best outfit. Okay, I have a lot to talk about here. <laughs> a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. I'm going to let someone else stop. Uh, start. All right. I mean, um... I liked Marcy's gray bikini because it was pretty revealing. <laughs> um, no, I, I also um, I liked the Indian headdress. It, um, also, um, Ned had turned his his fake Giants jersey into a um, like a bit of a, a diaper. the diaper diaper yeah, yes the diaper loincloth. It's also an '88 Giants jersey. So actually, because you were saying it was racist, like '88, yeah. you know, that's often code for Heil Hitler, mm-hmm. like really? Nazi circles. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he was making a reference to like his love of Der Fuhrer. <laughs> so, and I, I, I really, and actually, like honestly, my favorite one because I wrote those down before when Marcy was wearing the top with the no bra, I like that. But and like the pants, he, he mentioned it was yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> it was a cute top. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a nondescript, unremarkable top. Except well, you that she her, wasn't wearing a bra. Right, you could see her tits through it. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. Uh huh. Made me spell it out. <laughs> she, also, she uh, her, she looked good in those pants too. That she was wearing with that top. Yeah, it was actually probably the least offensively late seventies, early eighties. I thought it was very outfit. flattering. Yeah, on her. yeah. 
See, my best outfit went to, now, I'm enamored with her, waitress uh, in the diner, (laughs) Sandy, who I think when I first saw her, I thought might have been played by the same actor who also played Enos for budget reasons. Right. (laughs) And I think that's fair to assume. I wish there had been a scene with her playing both parts. Like an Eddie Murphy movie. (laughs) Cutting back and forth between them having a conversation. (laughs) Um, okay, geez, uh, there's a lot. I enjoyed the color scheme of Brenda's, um, panties during the Monopoly game. I thought that was, like, the maroon and beige. You enjoyed that? Yeah, I thought that was a nice color scheme. <laughs> talk about it, at least, like, um, people sometimes misinterpret this segment, it's just like, what we think is like, that looks great. It's like, no, it's just like, <laughs> the ones that grab your eyes. Like the diner. Right. Like the waitress at the diner. No, no, Janine really liked sorry, the way she looked. Don't, I'm sorry don't, to yeah. hear that that would take it, but of course, our first introduction of Steve in cutoffs, chopping wood with like a handkerchief yeah, on dude. his neck. That was, uh... Bandana. Yeah. Yeah. That was... Get some tingles. Yeah. <laughs> um... I like the white paint pants with red suspenders. Yes, was- yeah, dude. Um, I liked all the bikinis because we're on the cusp of like when I think of like Jason movies and bikinis, I think like high cut bottoms and like right. you know we're still in like kind of seventies like they're they're wearing like string bikinis and stuff like that. So I thought all the bikinis were very flattering. They were all swimsuits that it's like I'd buy that if that were in the store. Yeah, and, and it looked good. Yeah, they were. Um, and now the male swimsuits. Um, <laughs> I wrote down um, uh, Kevin Bacon's camel toe speedo. <laughs> okay, and listeners of the show no. know too. Like actually, no. like one of the last episodes we put out, like two episodes ago, like the creature for the black lagoon. We talked about how men in that movie have like tiny bathing suits. They have them in this movie. This is like three years before I was born, and like by the time I was like ten, dudes do not dress like that anymore. Like in this country, like you know what I mean? It's like a quick change in the way people dress. Yes, yeah, that was very fast. They yeah. went, well, it's, what's funny is the arch of men's swimsuits is so different from the arch of women's swimsuits. Because right. well, yeah, they used to wear like a full like red and white yeah. you know, wool suit. And then... They went from wool suit to. The tiny, tiny panties. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like knee length shorts. Yeah. I think we should get back to that dick outline, though. I think that's my winner, actually. I think Kevin Kevin Bacon in that little speedo. Yeah. I think. So I also you, enjoyed the wet nightgown. When you come over for another pool party, you're like, why can I see Dan's penis? You know, Elise specially requested. <laughs> I got a little present for you that I picked up from the uh, surf shop today. <laughs> <laughs> Dan. <laughs> So, uh, best death. I think, I mean, Mrs. Voorhees is, like, definitely my first one. Like, her decapitation's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That's all and I then, wrote. yeah, second one I wrote is Kevin Bacon can stab at the arrow through the bed. Arrow! That's pretty... Yeah. He did some, like, fish mouth movements while he was... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some, like, little air bubbles coming yeah. out of yeah. the blood. Like, well, that's the thing. Before the, the arrow protrudes in that moment, you see his skin, like, being... Like, it's yeah, pushing through. Pushing, yeah, That's pretty great. That's maybe one of the, like, most realistically gory moments in this movie. I also wrote down the axe to the face. I thought was really nicely done. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Scariest scene. Scariest scene? I wrote down, like, the scene of the archery range, because it was, like, the one time where, like, 
I was like, oh, I would like if I heard a kid calling out, I might go investigate. I wouldn't just be like, oh, hey, I want to go wander to this cabin or something. Right. And it was like she was trapped, and she like at this point we already know everyone's getting killed, so we're like, hey, I have a real, uh, a real threat, you know. That one ends up in one of my other categories for a very similar reason, but I landed on Jason coming out of the lake because I'll never forget the first yeah. time I saw this and how surprised I was yeah. because I really thought it was over. Yeah. The music had lulled yeah. me into a sense of complacency. Yeah. All security. Which I was really... It was pretty well done. Like, yeah. it is It is pretty surprising. I mm-hmm. wish that they had ended the movie there instead of it doing It should have ended the, there. The epilogue. Yeah. 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 It's like that... Just like, okay, again... What about the boy? Yeah. Having a bad epilogue in a hospital is kind of reminiscent of Psycho. Because yeah. that part of that movie sucks. And that movie is pretty much perfect. Yeah. Um... Okay, so my scariest scenes, uh, number one, is uh, Amos giving Amy a lift. (laughs) (laughs) It's really on pins and needles during that. Yeah. And then my next scariest part is um, the way that Steve harasses Alice. Because uh, when he keeps telling her that she's really special and talented... Um, I feel like he's wielding his power over her. Yeah, that, that part—that part, that part is her really she's very attractive. Yeah. It, it never creepy. goes yeah. anywhere. It's just, a, it's just a message about like what kind of guy this is and the, yeah. the, the type of you world know these women if, are living in. You know you that know? if Pamela Voorhees didn't show up and start killing everyone, he'd be like, "That girl was going to get date raped before the yeah. end of this well, movie." Well, maybe even consensual, but like he's like, a, "You can't have consensual sex if you're 17 and the dude's right. 30." Like, well, I feel like even she if she's been, 18, like it's like you're you're. I feel like she would have been coerced. Like, that's her boss. He's an authority figure. Yeah, and she's know? like, I, I need to take care of something very pressing in California. And right. he's like, no, stay a week. Yeah. yeah, I'll put you on the bus myself. But my mom's dying. <laughs> now. Yeah. Would you survive? Now, like, a lot of times I try to find, like, who I kind of identify with. I identify with, like, kind of crazy Ralph, I think. <laughs> and he survives this movie. And so I think, yeah, I'd be okay. You know, I'd warn kids about their doom and drink a lot, you know? Uh, Janine, did you survive? You know, this is why I think that I have a good chance that I wouldn't survive because of the archery scene when she hears the kid yelling, help me, help me. Now I think, well, I might come out for a child, but if this person knew anything about me, if they made, like, animal noises like, in any oh, way yeah. they were like cockle doodle doo well because I have been out in the rain trying to find a kitten before and twice in the polar vortex once for a dog and another time for a chicken so I have been coaxed out into inclement weather multiple I don't times know if we should have this like publicly release this information <laughs> edit that out don't, no yeah. I wouldn't die I would murder everyone first um I said uh Against an old lady? Yeah, I would survive. No problem. Kick her ass. Cunt punch. Yeah, dude. She should have just kept going for it. You know, like, she didn't go for the cunt punch yeah, one more time. Right in the sniz. Right, yeah. until she's incapacitated. Yeah, yeah. Then the, I decapitate her. No, that's no, what the I ending call of the movie would be different. <laughs> the ending would be different because you just drive the machete right in her, you know, sniz. Just, you know, yeah, real crotch shot. Real Eli Roth type yeah. ending, yeah. Yeah, and it's like it comes out through her mouth. Well, like in, like in America's funniest home videos, where someone falls and lands on the crotch, puts a machete, and you're chopping it up. Yeah, there, like <laughs> how does this movie compare to Friday the Thirteenth Part Four? 
I would say it's better. It's better, but I think Friday the 13th Part 4 is the more Friday the 13th movie. I agree with that. I think that Friday the 13th Part 4 has better special effects. Uh, Tom Savini really pulled well, it out for that movie. a bigger budget. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think also, like, what's interesting about the Friday the 13th franchise, because I've actually brought this up, it's, like, weird with the, the, the Fast and the Furious movies, they didn't really come into their own to, like, the fifth one. Right. All right, Hobbs. You got the best crew in the world standing right in front of you. Give them a reason to stay. And kind of the same thing with the Friday the 13th. It's like the first two are not the formula. It's kind of the third yeah. to the but fourth one. But have you one. asked me before, like, really watching this movie tonight, and I've seen this movie maybe yeah. not all the way through very much, but, like, many times bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I would have said, well, I'd rather watch one of the sequels. This movie's definitely better than the sequels. Yeah, I'm, no. Yeah. It's also, like, it's that's what I always say, too. Like, as far as movies go, it's probably the best one. Yeah. Um, I, comparing them, I guess Friday the Thirteenth movies, Part Eight's probably the best because it's like the stupidest one. Yeah, is that Jason goes to New York? Yes, that's the only other one I've seen. Yeah, besides. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely. The, like, Can the I say one. Friday the Thirteenth Part Four features some very high cut panties? Yeah, <laughs> so it's got that going. And it's got for Crispin it. Glover. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Part uh, and. Uh, as far as movies go, Part Nine is probably the second best. Yeah. Jason goes to hell. It's a lot of the same people from this one, like mm-hmm. the team, like Sean S. Cunningham's involved again and stuff. And that one's better as a movie. I mean, it's still pretty stupid. Yeah. But uh, machete ratings. I give this one two machetes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Janine, how many machetes out of five? I gave it a three. Yeah. Although I think that that might be a little bit more out of nostalgia. Yeah, that's fair. It's a personal rating. Um, I originally was thinking too, but then I was having so much fun watching this movie, and especially the old lady beating. I mean, how the old lady beating was <laughs> It's so good. I gave it two and a half. The last yeah. ten minutes of that movie right. are, are cinematic gold. All right. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah, please, you know, like, share this, subscribe to us on iTunes, give us a rating and stuff. Review us, but uh, when you review us, don't complain about the barking dogs that play. I edited a lot of that out, so, you know. And so any, we know, people. We know. Any Our dog dogs bark, are bad. Any dog barking you see here, it's like way worse than that. Really, yeah. <laughs> I edit most. They've of been them painstakingly out. edited up until that point. So, um, yeah, keep it spooky. Uh, keep it spooky. Anything to plug, Dan? Um, I mean... You have a show coming up. I have a show coming up yeah. on August 13th. Okay. This is it a up. Friday? Oh! Uh, is it? No, it's a Saturday. Oh. But, like, it's like, That's what's like, scarier than Friday the 13th? Cancel Saturday it. the 13th. Thursday it. the 14th was scarier than... Yeah, they both oh, are. It's second, and then Saturday the 13th is scariest. Okay, real quick. I, I remember, like, one of my friends when I was at grammar school, he's like, you know, I was born on Friday the 13th and Halloween. I'm like, that's impossible. <laughs> you fucking liar. <laughs> Keep it spooky. Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say. Mother, mother. Can you keep them in the dark for a while? Can you have them from the wedding world? So, like, I don't know. It doesn't matter when. I had a dream that Mrs. Voorhees gave me a petting zoo, and it had all normal petting zoo animals, except for it also had a tiger. (laughs)
But it only came with like a knee high fence when she gave it to me. And I like set it up and she, she says, maybe you want to get a better fence for that tiger. And I said, nah. 